brought to you almost live from the dude in the basement studios. Why? Because that's where the good stuff is. It sips, suds, and smokes with your smoking host, the good old boys. Suds, suds, it's time for more suds. Hello. Is anybody out there? I can't feel my molars anymore. (laughs) I can't feel my moles. Just not if you can hear me. Mm. (laughs) What are we doing? I don't, what's my age again? (laughs) Who are we and where are we? Okay, everyone, welcome. Kendall's about to spill that beer. (laughs) That's never happened before. Stop. Stop. Okay. Welcome to another Suds episode where good beer meets bad radio. Not that bad. This is some really good beer. But this is some really good beer. I am one of your hosts, good old gal Juliana, and with me today is good old boy Dave. Certainty of death, small chance of success. What are we waiting for? Pretty much. What are we waiting for? Good old boy, Drew. Not the beard. <laughs> Good old boy, Kendall. I'm really looking forward to this one. <laughs> That's not a question this time. This is a good one. <laughs> oh, okay. It took a while. Finally, a Kendall-approved <laughs> episode. Yes. Good old boy, Sparky. Did you guys know that barley wine is life? It is. <laughs> it is. Have I told you about our Lord and Savior barley wine? It's true. <laughs> Hashtag B-I-L. Well, today <laughs> is a very, very exciting day. We are doing a vertical tasting of J.W. Lee's Harvest Ale. Now, this is really, really special, folks. It's an 11.5% English art barley wine that they've been producing since 1986. Sadly, we do not have that first vintage from 1986. However, 18. I th- it says 1986. Yeah, no, they didn't make it in 1886. They, may they have started, started making then. it. They started in making 19, beers yeah. Yeah. in 18, you know, whatever. But Well, I got to tell you guys. I was going to hold this back, but I'm just going to go ahead and tell you guys now. I love you, man. I just drank 11 years worth of barley <laughs> wines, so I'm not really the best person to be an authoritarian <laughs> at this point. Numbers and stuff for escaping yeah. you. Um, okay. I don't know, but yes. Yeah. Words are hard. Talking's hard, too. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Lots of things are hard today, but Whoa. we're oh, all hey. Oh, yeah, get no respect. Okay. So we don't have any from 1986. And that's probably good because I was in high school then. And I don't know if I can drink anything that was brewed when I was in high school. It's you not know, let's not bring anything back from the 80s. Yeah. We don't have to. Okay. But we are tasting quite a few today. Before we get started, though, this Suds episode. Is brought to you by the law offices of Scratchers J. Scratcherson. Are you a kitty or a dog who identifies as kitty? Do you need an attorney? 
come on down to the law offices of Scratcher J. Scratcherton. Scratcher J. Scratcherton. Attorney <laughs> <laughs> at law. She'll fight for her clients and gives justice the, the claw. claw. <laughs> Zill shite. Wow. Zill fight. So uh, what happens with barley wine, <laughs> just from a scientific standpoint, is what, what's happening right now. <laughs> That's this is reality right now. That just happened, folks. Boom! Science sure as heck did. Uh, the emphasis on on the wine. It's true. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> okay. Good old boy, Dave. <laughs> you have been collecting J.W. Lee's Harvestdale for a while. I have. You have since 2012. Is that since what you, 2012? Don't you keep that next to your erotic Hummel collection? I well, thought yes. I saw that on the yeah. shelf. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I kind of. He know, dabbles. It's a little mix a little and match. Bit, you know, yeah, whatever. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. I'm a yeah. man of many interests. It's true. Or something like that. Yes. So tell us you a little did bit. It's a Hummel, right? Erotic Hummels. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those It'll be live on our websites, <laughs> all of them. Soon. <laughs> yes. Avoid Sweet. the little shepherd. So we labeled as our... Click, click our, through the age verification. Sips, and Smokes, the final episode. <laughs> Coming soon, apparently. Do-do-do-do. Yes. Okay, well, tell us a little bit about the brewery and how you got into collecting, not yeah. the Hummels, erotic, but the Harvest Ale Verticals. So, uh, J.W. Lays is a brewery in, uh, <laughs> Middleton, Greater Manchester, that has produced real ale, real, not fake ale, since 1828. The brewery was opened in 18, 1828 when retired cotton manufacturer John Lees purchased land in Middleton, Lancashire, and built Greengate Brewery from which the company still operates. The company was renamed J.W. Lee's and Company Brewers when his grandson, John Williams Lee, took over the company in 1876. J.W. Lee's Harvestdale is only made once a year. Once a year, It's brewed with the first hops to be harvested, and then we add the finest British malt. Each vintage brings different flavors, which then evolve as they age. They also age some of the... Ooh. They also age some of the ale in different kinds of ca- shut up, Sparky. They also <laughs> age some of the ale in different kinds of casks. It's really hard to find these bottles, especially the older ones. So it's so we kind of have a mixed bag. I started collecting this stuff in 2012 when we went to Beverage World in Fort Oglethorpe, Georgia. They have a vintage cooler in the back of the store, and I found like an 08 uh, bottle, and we tried it, and I was immediately hooked on this barley wine i love english style ales anyways very malt forward big flavors but this really got me started on english barley wine and i've been every time we go traveling because you can't really find these in nashville every time we go somewhere i definitely in like Asheville or louisville or different places i every beer store we go i definitely look for jw lee's and so I've built my collection from there. Why, thank you. So uh, how many are we uh, tasting today? Like, uh, I, I can't even remember because I also can't feel my teeth. Was it <laughs> Was it four or five? Oh, no. 
Other podcasts might do four or five, but we're sip, suds, and smokes. We go right up to the edge of common sense, then we hit the gas, and we plow straight ahead. Um, so that's like, what, 10? No, man. Our verticals don't go to 10. Other podcast verticals go to 10. What we do is if we need that extra push over the cliff, you know what we do? Put it up to 11. 11, exactly. That's right. We go to 11. But why don't you just make 10 louder? Why don't you shut up? (laughs) (laughs) All right, kids, settle down. So we're going to go from 2005 to 2015. Yep. Good old boy, Drew. Why don't you (laughs) please read our Suds ratings? Well, we'll be discussing and writing these barley wines with these Suds ratings, plus our signature belching sounds. Hear those ratings now. Number one, that sucks. Give me anything but a bud. Number two, was that a belch? Number three, oh, what a relief. Number four, a body should really not make that sound. And number five, listen to that ain't time. Give me another. See you again. Did you get eight points for the Cockney accent, but minus five points for no Cockney rhyming sling. During True. The- I got a lot of knee, but not a lot. Of- Never mind. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> wow. I don't know how to even respond to that. Can you just give us a button? We just got to keep going, guys. Eyes on the prize. <laughs> just, yeah, just push through. Just push yeah. through. Okay. got to push through, man. So... We're briefly going to be discussing our top picks, and then we'll move on from there. So the first one that I want to discuss is is one that was really a fan favorite, and that was the 28. It takes a while to get the whole thing into your mouth. (laughs) And it's safe to say with this, it it is spot on. Yes. Should we maybe outline the years that we did go through to give people a little bit of a... Yeah, I said 2005 through 2015. Oh, I'm sorry. Thanks for I, paying attention. Yeah. Well, I mean... Cockney. What were you doing, like, he drinking, was drinking barley, barley wines? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he, was, he was practicing his Cockney accent the whole time I was talking. I guess so. Okay, so the first one that we really, truly, that stood out to us was the 2008 and this is just oh, yeah. the regular yeah. Harvest Ale. Okay. You know, it was interesting. We we all started at, I think all of us started at 15, and then yep. we just kind of went worked through. Worked our way back. And, uh, worked your way back. We were, yeah, we are trying to throw out ideas as we are going through, but um, I think that was interesting because we all had like our own different thoughts as we went down the rabbit hole. But 08 was like one where everybody was just kind of stopped and was just gobsmacked reveled in it yeah well and this is really tough because every one of these is intense flavor so much flavor yeah and i I mean i wonder how that would i wonder how that would work with the standard american palate nowadays like i mean because this is it'd kill him (laughs) it'd kill a lesser man or woman to be fair, this is not for the faint of heart. I mean, this no. series of barley wines that we tasted today is not your average beer. No, I, and you know, go ahead. No, no, not your average beer either. No, wow, just wonderful, wow. rich, 
toffee, dark fruits, fruity. Just made for dessert. Complex, yeah. 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 And we'll discuss more in just a minute. Welcome back, everyone. (laughs) So we're about to embark on a rather extraordinarily extraordinary tale. Oh, it's extraordinary, all right. It is. Yeah. So we decided that we were going to take J.W. Lou's. (laughs) and we were going to do a vertical tasting so we're gonna drink 11 years worth of 11 and a half percent barley wine you know what happens the only thing crazier than that would be to drink 11 years worth of 11 and a half percent barley wine after you drink 24 uh ciders so what you know not that we did that today no. no no that would be really irresponsible yeah that'd be stupid maybe that'd be dumb so we're talking about we're in the middle of talking about our first favorite yeah. one out of the bunch. Two thousand eight. And this man. was oh, two thousand eight. Very good year. Okay. Yeah. Now, first of all, a little caveat to the world good. of barley wines. Good old boy Kendall, can you give us a brief description of a barley wine? Barley wines are a very generally high alcohol beer. Usually we're pushing 11 to 13%. Very rich that you're going to get some almost figgy, dark fruit, caramelly, toasty things going on. There are a lot of rich malts in them. And most of them are are aged over time. So you're going to have just a touch of oxidation. But that's so appropriate in these styles. Just that little bit of paperiness uh, that you're going to get on the finish. But just so complex, rich. They will age very well. I mean, you can drink them fresh, but you know, this is a beer that you can sit on for eleven years and it's still gonna be enjoyable. There you go. And so here's the thing, folks, is that a barley wine is not for the faint of heart. In general, oh, this no. is not the kind of beer that you're going to chuckle. This is a beer that you're gonna sip and savor and enjoy. Well, you could chug it, but that's probably a bad idea. You should be in at your, home already. In your, yeah. That's another episode for another you day. You should be in bed already when and, you do that. And I think we were all remarking on the fact that these were was it nine point three ounces? It was two hundred and seventy five yeah. milliliters, roughly. Small, small pores. And we were all like mocking like just nine <laughs> And then very quickly we all we realized were, that that was got still, to the where we are. Yes. We were happy that the pores were small. <laughs> Thank <they> you. Were. <laughs> yes, but I mean, I mean, personally, for me, I could see offering this as a dessert option. Yes, pairing yes. with Absolutely. an amazing like toffee or some yeah. kind of great dessert, creme brulee, or, or even a special cheese. I would I say mean, a really nice oh cheese God. plate with this. Yes, you know, yeah, like some mm-hmm. pears or something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But but really, I mean, like one bottle could serve quite a few people. And oh be gosh, yes. just yes. fine. Yes. You're wetting your mouth, right? Yes. For as small as the bottles are, I mean, these pack a huge punch of in terms of flavor, barley wine and barley wine. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So let's discuss the 08. What did we like about the 08? I got a big blast of fudge. At first, that was like the first time. Dark like, chocolate. Yeah. You know, a, a roastiness that I would not come to really expect from a oh barley gosh. wine. Yeah. The chocolate surprised me um, yeah. out of this. And it and it's just a really interesting flavor. It stood out very different than all the other vintages. Yeah. And the hints of tobacco on this. Maybe I'm the only one. No, that is, no I got that too. Okay. Yeah. The hints of tobacco on this is just extraordinary. Like to me. 
I'm a I'm a whiskey lover and I like a really good cigar with a really great whiskey. And this is like the perfect combination of all of that. Except yeah. it's liquid. It's like and a I'm very pu- well aged yeah. cigar. Have, Something have that's sat guys, in the humidor for really, a really years. is. Have yes. any of you guys smoked a cigar with a really good aged barley wine? No. Not but yet. now I'm needing to do that. Can because we do I, that for the next episode, which happens right yeah. after this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. For the after show. Right. Exactly. Um, no, I, I think one thing people need to don't get turned off by floaties in your glass because no, no. you're going to get that with this kind of beer. Um, Most things in life have floaties, right? That's what I've <laughs> As they get old enough, I've discovered. That's the excuse that I use that's frequently. Right. <laughs> Honey. But yeah, I'm I'm starting to wonder though, is like ten year the magic mark on this beer? Because some beers right. taste better after six, seven years. A what, lot of them don't, but man, ten years, this is beautiful. What if we I, had a really seventeen is, year yes. old one that could really prove that for I don't, know. I don't know. There's some highs and lows weird, for sure. Huh. That'd be a weird be crazy. deal, man. That'd be crazy. So, we'll have to think about that. Yeah. We will. So what did we give uh the O eight? Everyone gave it a five. Yeah, Sudge rating of five. five. This was the pinnacle. Yeah, and, and you know, in all of these, you're going to expect a little oxidation. This was just the perfect balance of it. Yeah, it not really, too much. Yeah, it really, really was. And that's the thing on, on these old barley wines is sometimes it can just be a little overdone and it kind of ruins the experience. But in this, 10 years old, perfect. Yeah. Right on the money. Love yeah. it. Yeah. So another year, which I thought was really interesting that we enjoyed, was the 2014. So very new. So we go from 10 years old to four years old. So in terms of mouthfeel to me, this isn't obviously as viscous as the 08. But what flavor? I mean... Yeah, it's not as... I'm almost assaulted by flavor on this. It's not as in-depth. No, it's like, not. Not at all. No, and, and we started with 15, and I remember what I wrote down next to mine was just like such a huge difference between 15 and 14. So many more dark fruits yeah. in this particular one, um, and just so much more complexity, I think. And that's amazing that one year or one vintage could be so different than the next. And when you're talking these vintages, you remember every year the hop harvest is slightly different. And the malt, the, 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 the malt, the different. malt thing is different. Yeah. The barley harvest is different. So you're going to get varieties between the years. But this one does have a lot more complexity than the 15, but not nearly as much as the 08. To me, True. this was a difference between. I'd say the first flavor that jumped out of me was like a really nice tawny port, mm. and it you know the and uh, similar on the 2015, but the difference between the two for me was. You know, this drank more like a 20 to 30 year old port as opposed to a 10 year old port. You know, just a little more going on. It's it's pretty young, but it's still got a great smoothness to it. It really does. Um, and the oxidation is far less pronounced than some of the older ones that we had for sure. But which just you as, would expect. Yeah, yeah which is which is right. True. Absolutely. Um, but just this nice, round, smooth fruitiness that, um, yeah, just was not present at all in the 15. Um, yeah. Yeah. The the booze, I think, was not. Like, 15, I remember I kind of felt like I could light my breath after that. <laughs> well, sure. Well, and yeah, this, but... Hold on, we nowhere. can get a letter. That's well, nothing new for you, though. Day ain't yeah, over so. yet. But still, you can see... 
I don't know. To me, it's really interesting because the 14 is, granted, it's young, but it still shows a lot of life to it. And then after tasting the 8 and then tasting the 14 again, you can really see where the 8 went to. And, I mean, it makes me want to grab a couple more bottles of the 14 and, and let it age for a, a few. Longer, yeah. yeah, exactly. But, but it's exactly. like, you know, you think intuitively that if the 14 is this good, that the 13 would be better. But I don't think that that's one of the it, ones that it we was not. No, you know, but was not. I mean, so that just tells you that it's not necessarily chronologically aged. I mean, it really There's depends a lot on that goes on ex- exactly. I mean, the harvest of that particular year really dictate how well, the flavor is going to be. Plus, also, we don't, you know, like I, I had to pick these bottles up over time. Yeah, you know, and, and I didn't get them in chronological order. Right, and I didn't all I get I didn't get them all in the same place. And so what I found out from the distributor and the importer is that, you know, they get whatever they get based on what the brewery releases from whenever, you know. So I don't think they just, you know, release the bottles all at once either. So you you kind of get what you get. And these are shipped over from England. They may sit in an importer's off, you know, warehouse for a while. They could be sitting on a cargo ship for, you know, a couple of months as sure, they cross for the right, we, right, however container. long. We so know. you never know what happened weather-wise or storage-wise mm-hmm. with sure. these beers over the time between when they first brewed it and bottled it to where you get it and get to drink it. You know, I was talking to uh, a couple of weeks ago to to John Rowley, who does Rowley Artisan yeah. Ales, and he's a you know a, a chemist and all this other stuff scientist and he was telling me that like most studies that are coming out now are saying that basically uh cellar temperature is way too warm to store uh beers that really beers evolve and age all yes absolutely he said that 38 degrees is actually the perfect temperature for beers to age up which goes against everything even doing Huh? That's really cold. It I always thought it was around 50 to 55. Yeah, 55 Ditto. is what yeah. I've heard. 45 Apparently, at the lowest. There's been a couple of studies that have been published recently. They're showing that, that the best chemical stuff happening to beers is is much colder. All right. Well, not not so much for wines and, and other you know, things like that, but but really that, that colder temperature. Maybe so we really got to go, uh, go buy another beer fridge. I know, right? There, there so. you go with your science. If you think about, though, too, like uh, how the – the wide range that a lot of beer yeast will operate at. Right. You know, and a lot of them will go, even the ale yeast will go a little bit down into the lager yeast range and still kind of work and do their thing. But apparently you need to go lower. Science. That's cool. How low can you go? So what did we rate the 2014? I think we gave this one a four. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, Mm-hmm. Okay, so moving on, another one that we really enjoyed was the um, 07. What? What do you mean, what? You told me what the number was. <laughs> yeah, that that is a very nice one. Yeah, it really is. Okay, so why? Completely different than the 08. It you, is. You don't get those chocolatey notes. You don't. It's, it's brighter, almost... What almost like a citrusy brightness to it, but you still get some of that figgy and dark fruit, the, like uh, golden raisins. Yeah, yeah, much more tawny um, yeah. rather than ruby. The 07 well, is way more similar to the 14 than it is the 8. It tastes very, it tastes very young. That's what's crazy. It's yeah. a, you know 11 and years old. 11 years old. Yeah, I, I 
I my handwriting is pretty terrible because I uh, drank eleven uh, barley wines. Really? Yeah. Excuses, excuses. So, right. But what I did write was lighter than previous. I'm pretty sure that's a, it's either that or it's a uh, medical prescription. It's one of those two mm. things yeah. that I wrote on this piece of paper. Sure. Um, <laughs> so that happened. <laughs> okay. But it. Well. But it is. So the thing that I thought that was He's really interesting. Doctor. Are you sure? Oh, you know, they call me Dr. Love. <laughs> um, and there's our first <clears throat> spill. I am now. <laughs> uh, I am now. Okay. Well, for any listeners who want to donate a tablecloth to the Sips of the Smokes show, please send it to. Or Just, you can suck the barley wine out of this tablecloth for a <laughs> hey, you know what? For a charitable donation. Payment. A nominal yeah. fee. Yes. $19.99. Mm. Plus shipping and handling. And that just went to my britches. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Let's hope that's the barley wine. You know what? When I get home tonight, hey, honey. <laughs> Have I got something for you? <laughs> Would you like to try an 07 that's barley not, wine? <laughs> that's not the normal fragrance. <laughs> <laughs> That's barley wine. Where have you been? <laughs> Indeed. Is Ode- that Javon Musk? Well, o- it's definitely musky. O'Day J.W. Lee. <laughs> okay, so what is this? 2007. Yeah, I mean, this is certainly lighter on the tongue than the 08 was. And I had to look at the bottle twice after I poured it because I thought, this just isn't quite as viscous. So Did we mix up like, yeah. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? Because it's not as thick as the 08, but still, God bless, this just packs a beautiful punch. Yeah. I, you know what? I think there's less, maybe less oxidation. Is that? There's a mild acetic yeah, very, to very it to me. Well, see then, weird. again, though, think about it, though, all the different steps this beer went to before we got it here today. Well, that's true. true. That's true. true. But there's still a nice degree of tobacco in it. And this is the thing that I'm really enjoying about these older um, barley wines is this degree of tobacco-ness that comes out in the older versions, which is just absolutely stunning because obviously there isn't tobacco in the malt, in the grist. No. You know, but just the aging process. But all the maltsters smoke tobacco. Well, well see, to me, it's more like a like a chewing to, like you know some some chewing pipe. tobacco stuffed down in a very well loved weather pouch stuffed in a pants pipe, pocket. Pipe tobacco. Pipe tobacco. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, it's not like a cigarette or anything. No, it's, it's definitely a, a deep, this rich. Deep, yeah. yeah, like your yeah. grandfather, if your grandfather. No, totally, totally. Okay, so this is like a, a little strange little story. So. My my grandfather was, I mean, obviously a heck of a lot older than I was. And <laughs> we hope so. No, I'm just it, oh. otherwise it would be very weird story. <sighs> Whatever. Anyways, <laughs> the thing Ma'am, about, have you been drinking? <laughs> Daddy brother? Maybe. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, I'd go over and visit him and you know, when I would hug him, he had this distinctive smell, right? It I mean, you know, grandmas have a very powdery smell to them, and grandfathers may have a different smell. Being gay? Sure. Menthol cigarettes? Exactly. Right? Sure, why not? Old charter. But but my <laughs> But my grandfather had this like I didn't know it at the time, but it was a very tobacco-y kind of smell. And it's and he wasn't like a big smoker, but he did have a pipe. And 
what he did smoke was was really strong and it kind of lingered. So one day I found where he stashed his pipe when his grandchildren came over and he didn't want them to, you know, be around it, right? The the flavor of this the aroma was just overwhelming and I was just really curious so I just put my lips on the end of the pipe and this just so reminds me of that. Wow. That's so cool. No, I mean, I know it sounds really cheesy, but... No, no, no. I mean, well, no, flavors avoid- can take you in so many different right, places. Right, yeah, exactly. Years, yeah. You know, yeah. So Smells. what's really interesting is that this series that we've had today just... It's like my grandfather's right here with me. Yeah. I know it sounds really cheesy, no, but no, no, the tobacco-ness of this is really coming out in these older ones. And it's just really blowing me away at how it just takes me back. Those no. uh, sensory connections. I love that. Yeah. Because, you know, Randy Mosher, one of the greatest yeah. beer writers out there, uh, wrote Tasting Beer. If you don't have it, buy it. It's a yeah, great book. Absolutely. But I've heard him speak a couple of times, and he always gets back to flavors and are nothing more than memories right yeah that we remember things from our youth because I mean, there's the descriptors that you'd use for these things are built off yeah. your so you know, experience you know there's things that like you smell a like a corked wine or something like that musty smell mm-hmm. i mean it instantly transports me back to my grandmother's cellar like it i'm not, I'm not talking basement i'm talking cellar farmhouse that's where you were yeah. Lived a lot of your oh yeah, life. spent a lot of time in that cellar. Locked but in. I mean that that smell is locked into my brain, and yeah. so whenever I smell that, I go straight back to the cellar, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, those flavors become memories, and they get burned in your brain. Yeah, That's no, so it really cool, does. It yeah, is. this is I, I, this is a beautiful vintage. It really is. It was Absolutely. a good eleven years. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It was. And we rated this a four. Uh, uh, So uh, what's what's happening next? Yeah. Well, Indiana? we're gonna talk about some bad things or good things. Uh, good or things. We're gonna bad do something things. crazy. No, we got we got a couple things that we were sort of like on the fence on, but I thought oh. were interesting. So we've done the eight, the fourteen, and the seven, okay. and those have been the ones that are like stand out to us, right? Okay. And then there's some that have kind of been like some people have really liked, and some people not so much, and that is the twenty six. Or 2006, and then the 2011. Mm. So let's talk about those two briefly because a couple of people liked them and a couple of people didn't. And before we get to that, I just blended my. I eight, know. What did you blend? Eight, 14, and seven. Oh, oh. my gosh. <laughs> he just turned into a being made out of light. It's quite a cute amazing. Okay, That's I don't perfect. have enough of the A14 and 7 to blend, so it's there's... Um, I have some on my pants. <laughs> okay, we're not going to um, blend those. No, right? I mean, that wasn't a... That's a personal That wasn't issue. a proffer. It <laughs> actually <laughs> sounded like an invitation. Well... It did sound like an invitation. Yeah. Well, it really did. For myself, I've perhaps. got some barley wine okay. on my pants if you We'll like discuss it. in just a minute. Okay, welcome back, everyone. So, today is a very special episode for us. We are... Excuse you? <laughs> wow, snorty. <laughs> I know, hey, really. The barley t- wine does it every time. Okay, so we have been tasting barley how wines. How would you need to drink to die? Drink no barley wine before it's yeah. time. So we have been tasting some barley wines, and in particular, we've been tasting J.W. Lee's, their Harvest Ale, from 2005 yep. to 2015. Yep. Yes. 
So we have discussed our top three, and now we're getting into some that some of us liked and some of us didn't, and we're kind of going over that. I like the 2006 a lot. The only thing that throws me off about it is there's at the very end, there's like a, a celery or kind of vegetal kind of taste, like right just kind of there's an earthiness to it. Yeah, yeah. very. I'm not earthy. sure what that is. And yeah. of note, this is one of the darkest. Oh, easily of it the is. batch that so we've had. Dark and murky. Well, yeah, I thought it was interesting because uh, in in my tasting, 2008, I got the chocolate and fudge. Not so much at all in seven, but in 2006, the chocolate came back for me. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. it's kind of a, it's it's there. It's definitely a deeper, richer flavor than the 07. Yeah. But more oxidation on the end than the 08. Much more. For sure. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, more dark fruit, I think. Okay. And then in comparison, the 2011. See, this one, I did not care for this because I got like uh, green peppers out of this one. It's very green bell peppers. It's really light. Too. It's very light. It's very, very bright. Light. I, mm-hmm. I got a little vegetalness, so I can see where you got the green pepper. Yeah. I did not get green pepper, but I, I enjoyed it. It's it's got more bitterness to me though. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. um, it's it's almost more of an American barley wine. Yeah, less sweetness, yeah. less yeah. sweetness, Absolutely. less uh, tobacco and richness. So I wonder if they were playing around with the uh, recipe or C- something. Or could it just know. been the difference? Maybe in it's the just hop the hops. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Been, yeah, exactly. Like, to me, this seems like this was more. That this was a sharper hop flavor. Like the, yeah. the alpha acids were higher in the yeah. hops or something. Mm, that could yeah. very well be, yeah. Yeah. So the 2006, we rated I'd that I'd give one. it a three. I'd give okay. it a three. And the 2011. It's a three. Another three? Yeah, I think, so. yeah, I think we could go three. If I, if I had to, I'd pick the 2006 over the 2011. Yeah, I definitely would. Definitely. I think I'm, I'm, I'm leaning more towards the eleven. Okay, so now I want to wow. just got barley wine real up in this. Oh no, okay. you didn't. Carl, so, you know you did. So now briefly, we have talked about how much we love the 2008. Yeah. But we also happened to get, and this is the thing that was really interesting with JW Lee's, is they not only made their harvest ale, but they also aged it in different barrels. So yes. we have a 2008 Calvados cask, and then we also have a 2008 Sherry cask. We obviously really enjoyed the straight Harvest Ale. I just wanted to talk briefly about the difference with the Calvados and the Sherry so and tell yeah. what we thought what, about those. Tell everybody about Calvados. Calvados is a uh, French, uh, it's basically French apple brandy. Wait, mm-hmm. French? Hold on. Uh, I know. No one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I will tell you what it does to 2008 uh, barley wine in this thing. It turns it into hot garbage after, <laughs> after 11 tell years. Tell us how you years. really feel. <laughs> Dumpster fire. Yeah. I, I, mm-hmm. Now, to be fair, I love Calvados. I love uh, apple brandy. Huge fan. Love what it does to different products. But this was kind of an oxidized mess. As yeah, it, you I know agree. what? As it sits out a little bit, it's not as bad, but it's still... Vegetal. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's just not good. Very vegetal. I think, <laughs> I think this is the most oxidized of the bunch, which yeah. is to be expected. You put it in the barrel, it's going to oxidize some more. Sure, sure. And, and it's 12 years old, but... This is a little much. It's just yeah. pure wet cardboard. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. 
I'm sorry is, I didn't take any back to the table with me. No, I'm not. No, I'm not at all. Did we it. even give this a rating? Uh, let's. We'll give it a two. Yeah. Oh wait, that's I was on the wrong end of the spectrum. <laughs> I will say now that it's gotten a little bit warmer, it's not quite as bad. Yeah, that's what I, I think. I like, agree. Is it as At I room think temperature? Some of the uh, it's the defunkified itself a little bit. Okay, and though okay, and the other one that we're going to talk about is the Calvados, and for those that don't know, I mean the Wait, Sherry. Sorry, just, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, Sherry. I dated Sherry. her uh, when I was I was a junior, and she was a senior. And how did oh, that go? Yeah, I, well, something I, about Sherry, baby. I, she took me to her senior prom. I mean, she was she was kind of hot, but okay. uh, it didn't work out in the <laughs> no. end. Oh no! Is that what you got with Stacy's? Well, mom? So, we had some barley wine, and so I think the and rest that's what is did history. it. Yeah. So yeah. then, yeah. so then you lost your sherry. Well, I did lose my sherry. Mm. <laughs> Tough. Wow. Okay. Anyways, for those of us that don't know, what is sherry? Uh, sher- <laughs> sherry is uh, related to port. Um, it's a fermented, uh, a fermented wine where basically the um, fermentation process is stopped by adding spirits. In the process, it's also aged in barrels. Um, so it's like a fortified. It's, wine. it's a fortified wine, basically, similarly to port or um, yeah. Yeah. So sherry casks are widely used in a lot of, say, especially Scotch whiskey. Yes, exactly. And the British exactly. love sherry a lot. But how does this translate to a barley mm, wine? It, you know what? It would Not be, well. It'd mm, be interesting right. to maybe have tried it fresh. Much new. Yeah. Like, yeah, like newer. Yeah. I think that, that was the general consensus. But do you remember that part where I was talking about hot garbage? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that happened again. <laughs> I think a, it's better than, thing. better than the Calvados barrel, but it's still just... It's the two alarm powder. fire instead of a three alarm fire. Yeah. 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 It, I do I think agree I with Kendall. Rather, it is a little smoother than the Calvados. I would rather Calvados. just drink yeah. the sherry. Hey, Dave, yeah. what did you just chug? You just <sighs> finished an... In- oh, God. <laughs> I saw that. I man. mixed the Calvados and the sherry 08. Oh, good. And how did that turn out? Uh, do you not, have a nose anymore? Not can you not? <clears throat> oh, I no. didn't smell it. Oh, I didn't well, smell it. I know, but you're not going to be able to feel it. It smells not bad. Sure. Oh, I, I, don't, I don't feel my legs right now, so <laughs> whatever. <clears throat> they were not no. improved by mixing. No, no, not no, at all. no. They were not. There was no synergy. It was no. anti-synergy. Okay, it was like if Voltron was evil, and the parts <laughs> came together, and it. Okay, <laughs> there was a thought there. Yes, somewhere there, was there really thought. wasn't. Get to no, it. No, there wasn't. Okay. Any others out of the group that you wanted to discuss? There was a couple people that liked the, or there was one person that liked the 13. Yeah, I thought it was rich, decadent. I got coffee out of it. I, I enjoyed 13. I'd like go a, back to it Like now. a breakfast style, like a blonde coffee. <laughs> hey, breakfast barley wine. God save us. God, I want to go to that breakfast. Breakfast coffee. I was a big fan of the 2015. Okay. I mean, it was young, but it, it still had a lot of flavor to it. No, it was a great starting point, right? I mean, to, to go down there. Oh, absolutely. It was, it was really interesting because it, it kind of, at only three years old, it kind of gave us a hint of what the, it's like when it's fresh and before it starts aging. I would love to taste the 2015 again in about six or seven years and see where it goes. 
But yeah. uh, I really, I really liked it. And it's really interesting. I got a bit of molasses out of it that I wasn't expecting for this young of a yeah, version, right. you know? So, off the cuff, we have, we, we digged into, we dug? Dig dug. We dig. Yeah. We done it's digged. digged. We didn't yeah. dig, dig dug. We dig dug. Done we, we, we dug into the cellar while we were, um, beginning to record this episode and we found a 2001 holy god wow 17 years old um i would like to so this one's almost legal folks it was a very good year it was small town girls and soft summer nights wow oh my god that's amazing holy wow wow i mean Oh, the tobacco. I'd hide from the, the light on the village green. The okay, some... the molasses in yeah. this. Oh, this yeah. thing yeah. is full You can tell. On you can taste all the moles' asses. Oh, wow! Wow! Some years definitely are better than others. This some... one is extraordinary. I'm not getting that much oxidation. No, no, no. no. What the hell? Yeah, right. How is that possible? I don't know. It's so good. Holy this is Jesus. a beautiful beer. Dang. So maybe it just needs a little more time to like <laughs> kind of let stuff kind of, you know, filter out and then I mean, it waxes and wanes and then comes back again? Yeah. Oh my it's god. It's definitely waxing like my wanes. Seriously. Now. Okay, uh, okay. Wax I got to wrap this off. around my head. This is a 17-year-old beer. Mm-hmm. It's like a Brazilian wax. But this is gorgeous. It's Absolutely beautiful. You're gross. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> Frank would be proud. I love you, man. Okay. <laughs> this is amazing. I mean, thank God we don't have regular access to this because I'm pretty sure I would be a, a West Shirley in my basement. Yeah. Don't ever move to Middleton, England. No. Wow. No. As a matter of fact, you know, before I moved there, it was just called Chester, and I put the man in Manchester. <laughs> never. Oh, this is this stuff's from England. I yeah. thought it was from down the road. J W J W Manchester, Tennessee. Manchester, yeah. Tennessee. That's where that was. away. Yeah, right out, right over by Bonnaroo. Okay, yeah. but 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 let's hold on here. We've tasted the eight. We've really enjoyed the eight. This doesn't taste anything close to the no. eight, does like, it? Look, this doesn't taste like any of the others. I mean, this is almost dark. black. It is. Yeah, yeah. It's completely opaque. Like yeah. my soul. Yeah. So dark. And you can't, um, you know, you said the, we, we said the eight was like a five layer cake. Right. You know, this is the 15 layer. If, yeah. I mean, you must have to at, look at least it for a 15 long. layer yes. cake. Wow. It's wonderful. This is incredible. Thank you for breaking this yes, out. Yes, thank it's, you. It's Cheers. a treat. Little boy Cheers, Dave. everybody. It, it almost reminds me of a Utopias as far as just the layers of no, rich flavors. No, it really flavors. does. It really does. And I mean, it's so thick and it's so viscous. So, just so dark and rich, though. I don't even know, like, I mean, once you go beyond, like, aged leather and tobacco and chocolate, like, I where don't do know, you where, where do you go after what that? Are the, what are the adjectives? I know. I mean, it is just an assault on dark fruits and molasses and everything that is good about the winter. I mean, yes. I know that sounds stupid, but what do you think, this good is boy gorgeous. Uh, double chocolate Tootsie Roll. Double chocolate Tootsie Roll. Dang, that sounds pretty good. Okay. Let me see that Tootsie Roll. <laughs> <laughs> 
excuse you? Come on, come on. I mean, that's it's like the darkest, richest chocolate plus fruit ever. God. But without the bitterness that you would expect no, from a super no. dark chocolate. And but not still, a cloying sweetness either no, that you would get from a milk out. chocolate. No, it no. still rounds out. No. Man, I was, I mean, honestly, after what we had experienced, I expected this to be just like a cardboard bomb. I thought it would be right? kind of gross. Yeah. And the oxidationness is so faint. It's oh my, crazy. It, right. It's almost like non-existent. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I was figuring at 11 years. we. But the carbonation is still there. You know what well, I mean? This, I mean, it's, not, it's, it's yeah. kind of still, but I mean, it's, it's not flat. But it's yeah, it's not totally flat. But there's definitely a little bit of carb left. But but that's that's kind of the same as like a a, a really well aged lambic. You know, like these really well aged beers, you don't want them. What would you pair you for? What would you pair beer? with this? I mean, like seriously, like just some kind of ridiculous Jeez. chocolate toffee, bacon wrapped dates. I was gonna Ooh. say I like a, a really no. heavy a heavy roast. Buffalo chicken dip? Really? Yeah, no. Yeah, like, no, 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 some, no. Some beef, like some dark beef. No, a really good no, pastrami no. sandwich, I wow. could Wow, oh, okay. Oh, my yeah. God. I'm on a whole different level. I'm thinking mascarpone. Mm. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yes. That, yeah. That, that would work. I mean. Oh, my God. What about like a dark chocolate uh, uh, cannoli? I think that would be overly sweet. No, I'm thinking a regular I think cannoli. I think you're overly sweet. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> He's got some extra barley wine on I'm, his face. Yeah, I'm going for funky. I don't know if you guys heard me. Drew did. I said like some Stilton juice. Yes. Yes. Nice. I could go for that. Yeah. Camembert. Um, I couldn't know. get past that barley wine in my eyes. Maybe some bacon. Oh, everything works with bacon. <laughs> yeah. It does. Oh, it makes everything oh, let's better. Let's drink something with bacon. Okay, <laughs> yeah, because that's hard to do is pair something with bacon. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and now Dave has gone to the surly side yes. of, of barley wine. Uh, does surly make barley wine? Yes, they, they do. should if they don't. They do, actually, I believe. Yeah. It ain't I like think I've got though. some in my cellar, actually. Do so you have some probably... 01 surly barley wine? No. Yeah, I've uh, got. You know, I I haven't had this much good English barley wine ever, so I appreciate yeah. this. I've got quite yeah. a collection it's of a banner uh, day. Sierra Nevada's barley wines, but nothing like this. Yeah, I've got a bunch of American barley wines. Thank you so much for giving us the opportunity to yeah, try all man. these. This is now I'm glad great. you guys came here and shared it with and us. And thank this you, listeners, great. for going on the trip with us as We've well. We've been wanting to wow. open this up and if, do if it. If you guys want to do a Bigfoot vertical... I've got one. I think you know, we should definitely do some more verticals. This I've, is I've a got, really interesting I've probably way to got nine or ten years of Bigfoot. I, I think though, I I think the reality is you can't you can't go on a vertical or try stuff this complex without having some people around. I mean, I think you've got right. to have no, this is do. a great different palettes. Different palettes, uh maybe some food to go along with it. It's just kind of Well, this um, is a sharing, yeah. you know, kind of experience. You can't, you know, just sit there by yourself or whatever. Mm-hmm. You need to you need to talk. Drink through ten bottles well, of barley if wine. If you drink, you know, ten to twelve bottles of barley wine by yourself. I mean, that's <laughs> you, you. You're done. That's, that's an intervention. It sounds like a challenge <laughs> right there. Yeah, throwing down the gauntlet. But here's the okay. But here's the thing. Like, so we've tasted from 2001 and then 2005 to 2015. It's really interesting how you start off with like raisins and plums in the mm-hmm. beginning. And then you go into this like whole degree of tobacco-ness, if you will. And then you get to this just really rich, luscious, 
molasses, super dark fruit, dark chocolate. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it really Preach. just blows. Yeah, it <laughs> blows me away. So, listeners, save those barley wines. Save those barley wines. That's right. If you taste one that's fresh that you think is really cool, just store, take, get another one Buy and two store more it exactly. Because I mean, we have found that you can date something for 17 years and it's still really awesome. <laughs> Not Just to be confused marry with them. marriage, but yeah, yeah I, that's the thought. That thought that's where we're going with that. It's just like. You're probably not going to be able to continue that for 17 years. All right, fine, fine, fine. So we are done for the day. Thank you so much, guys, for listening to us. And that's going to do it for this super, super barley wine episode. Um, You can always find us where you found this episode as well as on radio, satellite, online at iTunes, Google Podcast, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and nearly any place you listen to a podcast. The easiest way to find the show on your phone is to ask Alexa, Siri, or Google, play podcast Sip, Suds, and Smokes. We love your feedback, and you can reach us online at info at sipsudsandsmokes.com. Our daily barley wine tasting notes flow out on Twitter and Instagram every day at Sip, Suds, and Smokes, and our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of barley wine news. Please take the time to rate this episode if you're listening online. Kendall, please tell us about your blog. My gorgeous wife and I blog about the good news of good beer at BeerMakes3.com. You can also find us on Instagram, BeerMakes3. Good old boy, Dave. Say goodbye. Goodbye. Good old boy, Drew. Say goodbye. Bye-bye now. Good old boy, Kendall. Say goodbye. This was a pleasure. Thank you. And good old boy, Sparky. Goodbye, Sparky. (laughs) This is good old gal, Juliana. Keep on chuggling, and we'll catch you next time. This has been a one tan hand production of Sip, Suds, and Smokes, a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life. From the dude in the basement studios, your host, the good old boys, will see you all next time. (laughs) 